This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I'm Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperwise. If you would like to buy merch from our band, our, we are in a band, that's right. It's called Entheos. I do vocals, Naveen writes all the music. You can go to www.entheosstore.com. If you would like to buy podcast merch, go to www.coppercrab.bigcartel.com. We have. I don't think you need to say www anymore. Uh, I think so. I'm just going to keep <laughs> saying it. www. Uh, if you would like to see our band Entheos live, then you only have one more chance at the end of this year because two of the Christmas shows we're playing have sold out. So those dates are. Well, actually, I'll just tell you guys the date that you have left because sorry if you snooze, you lose. You've got the 20th. Where is that at, Naveen? Worcester. Worcester, Mass. Worcester. You've got the 21st. Where's that one, Naveen? Long Island. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, because it ends in New Jersey. Oh, oh. And then oh, you've got, right. even I can remember these dates, wow. the 22nd in New Jersey. That is the only, that's the one that's not sold out or the Long Island one? No, Long Island, which is December 21st at the Paramount, is the only one that is not sold out. Wooster sold out maybe five hours ago. I'm assuming that Long Island is not far behind. Uh, those shows are with, those are Lorna Shore's Christmas shows with Currents, Rivers of Nile, Varials, and Us, which is an awesome lineup. It's very diverse. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see every band on the tour. I will be there. I will also be there. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably be at merch. Chances are, I like to jump off stage and take a shower and then rush back to merch. So if you guys want to hang out with us, we always love seeing you guys at shows. So come and say hey at the merch table. We will be there. And a lot of people do actually come say hey. And That's we've true. met a lot of people who are fans of the podcast, a.k.a. Golden Lobsters. Yes, G-Lobs, Unite. So if you want to become a Golden Lobster, come talk to us and we'll tell you how to, uh, we'll tell you how make, to, that happen, how to uh, make it official. Make sure to bring your resume. Yeah. Um, we are only accepting the elitist of the elite into the Golden yeah, Lobster the program. Platinum Lobster p- program. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to need to see a Dude. resume and okay, we wait need a minute, three wait a minute. contacts. Hold on. No, hold on. Now we actually do need a Platinum Lobster. <laughs> Platlob. <laughs> Platlob. <laughs> Dang, that is hilarious. Yeah. So uh, anyway, bring your resume to one of those shows and we will see what we can do. Make sure to bring three contacts that we can uh, contact. Maybe you have to have a golden lobster vouch for you to get in. Yeah. To the. I don't know. Yes. You gotta. Anyway. It's like a. It's like a chain of command. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> we'll figure, figure it, out. it out. But the platinum lobster is hilarious. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, come to one of those shows. It's gonna be a fun time. I'm looking at this flyer right now, and I gotta say, it's really cute. Because every member of Lorna Shore is drawn as one of a, a Charlie Brown character. Yep. Uh, it's really cute. Cute, like so Snoopy. come for the flyer alone. Otherwise, yeah. you know how it is. You guys are going to be outside of the venue. And <clears throat> Will from Lorna Shore is going to be making all those crazy animal sounds. And you're going to be able to hear him from outside. And you're going to be like bawling, crying. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh I want to hear the animal sounds. So. We should just do the whole podcast about... The, those shows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that our manager will be there, so you can come and That's meet true. him. He's kind of a um, where's Waldo, actually. Yeah, he's kind of a guy. Anytime I see a picture of him pop up, I'm like, wow, there he is. He's There's just Steve. like in the corner of a of the, the yeah, picture. Yeah, he is. He's like, like a, a it's like half sighting. of his face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I used to, I saw him in pictures with a white chapel one time in Mexico, and it was almost like he was trying to like not be in the, yeah, yeah, the picture of it. But he, uh, he has a lot of mystique. He has mystique. Uh, you can meet Naveen's dad. Will be there. My dad will in fact be there. I believe that Naveen's uncle will also be there. That's true. And, and some of my cousins. And some of Naveen's cousins. Yep. It's gonna be. It's it's like a family affair. Mm-hmm. It's you gonna know? be a good time. So come and hang out. Yeah. Uh, that's about all or I have don't. to say. You know what? I might. I might get my nails. Well, I'll probably not get my nails done at Wooster. There's a place down the street where I like to get my nails done, but yeah. it's the first day of tour. My nails are going to be done. It's going to be cold. It's going to be freezing. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll probably have a coat on. I will definitely be wearing a huge coat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so those are going to be a lot of fun, man. I couldn't think of a better way to end the year. Uh, we're going to be playing some new songs <laughs> at those shows. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, for reflecting on a good year. 
This mm-hmm. was um, a great year. I loved it. Yeah, me too. A lot of surprises this year. Weird year. <clears throat> Drake shared. I know. Drake video. made contact with Cheney. If you went back in insane. time. If you went back in time to me 12 years ago when we lived in L.A. I mean, I still listen to a lot of Drake, but that's like the craziest. I mean, I, the, I, I still don't even really believe that that happened. Uh, so that was a cool thing that happened. It's very um, Matrix glitch in the Matrix uh, situation. Super glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Um, our band, everything's been going so awesomely for our yeah. band. We're really excited about it. And it's because of you guys. I know I say this yeah. a lot, but... We making music and being a band and having a band is truly just one aspect of it. The reason that we get to continue to travel the world, live out our dream, play music, be on a label that we love, have cool people around us. It's because of you guys. 100%. So thank you so much for another year of listening to our music, our podcast and we're really excited to share the next chapter That's of an, our band with you guys. Another thing we did this year, we made a new EP. We did. We made a new EP. It was our first time ever working like directly with a producer yep. for the entire process. Mm-hmm. And I think it turned out to be the the best thing that we've done. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, Obviously, we're going to say the new thing we did is really great and the best thing but but why wouldn't why wouldn't you think that that's what i'm saying i know it becomes so so cliche and people are like you know it's of course it's the best thing but i mean that's what makes it would be sad if you made something new and you thought well it's not actually the best thing that i've made yeah imagine doing that it's 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 okay yeah i never want to listen to something (laughs) we just didn't be like ah it's all right yeah i mean you know what's cool to me though is when people are like uh the Infinite Nothing was better, which was our first album. That is so cool to me because yeah. it means that awesome. people like, like, I don't know if that's supposed to be a comment that like gets under someone's skin, but it's like, whoa, so you like our music, the older version yeah. of me. That's really cool. That's uh, we super still awesome. Made, I still made that. Yeah. yeah Same person right guy. here. Same person. Depending on how uh, philosophical you want to get. Totally. So yeah, we're really excited about that. Uh, we got Gizmo, our we got cat. Gizmo, there he is. He's, He's just asleep over there now. For those of you listening who can't see, well, honestly, you can't really even tell what's going on here because it just <laughs> looks like a pile of cat. <laughs> Which it technically is. It's uh, that's his his head is over here. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's hard to tell what's going on there. It's really hard to tell. It's just yeah. a little cute pile. Well, especially if you're but listening. That's him. If you're just listening to this on oh, Spotify or something, you're like, what cat? Yeah. Well, if there's you just, a cat. If you only frame. listen to us on Spotify, I feel like you should check out the video. I, I think so. Probably now's a good time because our set today looks better than it's ever looked. That's true. So We've, uh, I actually spent like a whopping one hour and made it look a lot better. Damn. Kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, on the pre-show, which is what we do over on Twitch. Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Yeah, we uh, we stream the podcast on Twitch. We do every Tuesday at and, seven um, Central Standard Time. On the pre-show, it's even more laid back than the podcast is, mm-hmm. if you can believe that. But we were talking about <laughs> how do they do it? Yeah, how we want to improve this show and take some requests from you guys about guests potentially. Oh yeah, totally. So we we've, uh, we've yeah. got some people in mind for. Because I think, so I was explaining on the pre-show, I think the rest of December, we're just going to kick it, me and Naveen. Um, and I don't I don't even know if we'll be able to do an episode the week after next. Kicking it. Naveen's really super busy doing a lot of crazy cool stuff this month. Uh, he's yeah, kinda, this month is like the best month of my life. You know what's crazy is that along, when, <laughs> when you're in the middle of things like that, it's like you've got so much stuff to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is the best month of my life, but I'm the busiest I've ever been yeah. in my entire, entire life. Doesn't mean it's the, it means it's the exciting month and a lot going on, mm-hmm. but I get really happy when I, ha- when I'm really busy because I'm busy doing stuff that I love doing. Totally. So today you did a minor shoot. Yeah. So that was my first, uh, mountain to climb. Yeah. I've been practicing for a minor um, playthrough video. 
for those of you who don't know, Meinl is a simple company, and they also have a really awesome YouTube channel. They fly drummers out to uh, make videos, and uh, I've done it a couple times. And last time, I did the first half of Time Will Take Us All, mm-hmm. played all the way through, and then today, I did the second half. Damn. I can't wait to see that. So that was one thing that I'm doing. And then. Uh, Are you allowed to talk about the thing that you're doing? Uh, this week? Yeah, I'm allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Naveen is doing like you can say whatever. Yeah, I can say whatever. So Naveen, not to speak for you, but from my, what I'm perceiving, it's literally one of the coolest things that you can do yeah, really cool. on drums <laughs> that you're you're doing for Promark next week. Yeah. So. um Evans has started. Work, I don't oh, know. Oh, it's they for Evans. Bought this company. My or, bad. Yeah, it's the same. Okay. Evans and Promark are the same. Uh, they acquired. I don't know if they distribute or bought a company that makes software and a module with triggers, and you can basically create any sort of samplers and sounds, and you can trigger. Um, like cycle through riffs and do all sorts of gnarly stuff. And what is kind of awesome about it is it's something that I've already done before. Uh, On my YouTube, I made a video of like a one-man metal band and I was playing drums while simultaneously playing guitar riffs on pads. And um, Aaron, who is the guy that I know who works at Evans, saw the video and was thinking you'd be perfect to do a demo for this new product that we have coming out. And so he asked me to put together a 15-minute set of material like that video. And I'm going to go fly out there and actually play a live show in Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. it's. I mean, I've had the pleasure of being able to watch some of it that he's done. And it's truly mind-blowing stuff. Like... Absolutely insane. And I'm looking forward to hearing the entire set. I believe they're shooting a video of that, right? So yeah. you'll have... Do you know where it's going? Uh, the the show? Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be at a venue called Babies All Right. No, no. I mean, like, where's the video going oh. after the show? Uh, YouTube. They're going to make a video of the, of the show. Oh, dude. Yeah. So it's it's going to be awesome. So, yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm playing a whole set of... It's metal music. Mm-hmm. And... The kick drum will trigger different guitar notes. It's and crazy. so none of it there's not even loops. There's not there's it's all just real time me playing the drums and while I'm playing the drums, all these sounds are being triggered. Yeah. It's it's hard to explain because uh, no one else has done it really. I mean essentially it's like the future of a one man band. Yeah. It's so, like it's lit- it's like integrating you can integrate I mean it's you know it, the you can do as much as your mind can come up with on it. Yeah, it's really, if you have um, familiarity with like uh, recording and samplers, that type of thing, then this is definitely the, the thing for you. Yeah, so it's pretty mind-blowing. So he's going to do that next week. And then, of course, the Let week... see if this is open to the public. Literally the day that Naveen gets back, our band flies in to play these Christmas shows. So it's a pretty damn busy month. So the thought of getting guests this month is a little beyond what we can do, but we're going to start having guests back on the show next year. Uh, So if you guys have any ideas for guests, we of course have a lot of ideas of people who we want on the podcast. Luckily there's a huge influx of amazing musicians into Nashville right now, which is where we live. So I think that we'll be able to get a lot of cool people on in person uh, but we're not, we're not opposed anymore to the idea of having people on, you know, digitally. Just okay. So hold on. This just in. There's actually you can go to this show if anybody wants to go. Oh, if you live in New York. Yeah, I'll, I'll put the ticket link in the YouTube. Sick. There. So there are a few other drummers who are doing this as well. Yeah, it's me, Marcus Gilmore, Destin Johnson. Awesome. It's us three. And that is, uh, yeah, it's in Brooklyn at Babies All Right. Well, that's amazing. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't even know oh, there was yeah. a flyer for the show. Hell yeah. Yeah, you got to post that in the <coughs> Discord. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so um, we're going to start having guests on the podcast again. We've had some amazing guests in the past. Yeah. 
if you guys haven't checked out, uh, I think maybe like 15 episodes or something was weird and we kind of just branched off into it being me and you. I can't remember. Was John or Warforged the last guest that we had? Uh, I don't know. But yeah, we have, you know, go and check those out if you haven't. Anyway, next year we're going to get back to that. Uh, and that's really exciting. Yeah. So so another thing I wanted to talk, uh, talk about today. So there is this. <laughs> I posted, I don't know if this is controversial because it was like kind of funny to me. Uh, but there was this like list of from Reddit's metal for the from the subreddit metal for the masses their top deathcore bands ranked and you know i was just like scrolling down this this list and entheos showed up at number 31 which is awesome to me and the reason why it's so awesome is because i wouldn't generally like associate our band with being deathcore we have some elements of deathcore i'm sure just like we have some elements of like you know tech and progressive but overall i think that i would refer to our band as just a metal band uh it's kind of hard to fit us into a subgenre really yeah but it the interesting part to me was how up in arms people get over something as simple as saying that certain bands are deathcore or certain bands are tech or you know people there are band there are bands who don't want to be called any of those things yeah. and i remember people being just totally appalled when their bands would be referred to as being gent bands. Right. <laughs> uh, but it's funny to me because I think that, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think that the more genres, the more subgenres that your band can be associated with, the better. Like, it's really cool to me, even though I don't think of us as being a deathcore band, uh, that I see people talk about our yeah. band. <clears throat> as being a deathcore band or even though I don't consider us a tech band. I mean, we put out a, a rock song, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. So even though I don't consider us to be like a tech band, it's so cool that we're brought up in that subgenre because it just means that like we, we've entered like the ether of all we can of these reach things. more people. Yeah. And I think it's for, for us, we've never, I mean, for me as a person, my whole life, I've never said I'm going to be, X type of a band. No, never. And so I, I think it's, and I think that's why our music has appealed to so many different genres. Cause we have influence from a lot of different genres. Totally. And I think that, um, you know, not wanting your band to be associated with a certain genre or something is always kind of silly to me yeah. just because like, who cares if people cares? like your music, then what <laughs> difference does it yeah. make? Yeah. It's honestly just a talking point. It's kind of the same to me as, you know, when people people will get really mad about their band being called like a female fronted band, for instance, right. which I've never I don't I don't dislike that because it just means that it's another subcategory for people to talk about us in. Yeah. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I don't think that anyone means anything like negative when they're saying that they're just it's an associate a way to associate yeah. you with something. It's because it's not as common in metal. Yeah, totally. So it's if whatever you're doing that's not as common is going to get talked about. Yeah. I guess that maybe people feel like when their band is labeled a certain thing that they're that people who aren't into that thing will become dismissive of their band. That's true. That could be a potential downside. But the more the merrier. I just I think that, you know, when you're getting your band's name out there, maybe it's it's good to embrace all of these things rather than to uh be upset that you're associated with those things. And you can't really control the way people think. Never, never. Right. And so for, for us, like we were on that list or, or, you know, the list for me, I'm happy to be on that list. Oh my God. I'm, I'm stoked that people are talking about my band. Totally. It's like cool. Yeah. So why try to control the way we're perceived? That's the, that's one of the realities of life is that no matter what you put out there, every person is going to perceive you in a different way. You can, you can try to control that to such an extent, but at the end of the day, people are going to associate you with the thing. Their perspective is going to be their perspective and you have literally no control over, over those things. So I think in trying to control those things, you almost limit yourself 
in reality, you should just be you, do your thing, play the kind of music you want to play. And if someone says you sound like A, B, and C, then fuck yeah. Sure. That's awesome. Why not? Yeah. yeah. Why not? But I, I kind of do understand when I was younger, I did want people to perceive me in a certain way. Mm-hmm. I never really tried to follow specific genres but i would be it would annoy me if somebody said mentioned an influence that they thought that i might have taken that i didn't actually take mention a drummer that oh you sound just like x and it's someone who i never listened to oh of course i would kind of be thinking you know why why does this guy think i sound like that but now i'm just happy i'm happy that people associate me with whoever it doesn't matter to me well also all of that stuff is up to perspective it's like you know people will tell me that i sound that our band sounds like kitty or whatever like band where there's a woman who does vocals and it's like i could see how how you'd be like well my band doesn't sound like kitty but still it's like it's just their perspective they're just trying to relate you to something in their life yeah not everyone knows every influence that I have and how I got to this point. And they're just speaking from their own experience. So I think that, you know, trying to control the things that people say about you, the way people think about you, that's just a, it's a losing battle. So that shouldn't be the thing that you're focused on when you're putting your art out into the world, because the more people that hear about you, the more people that hear what you do or see what you do, the more comparisons you're going to get. But 100%. at the end of the day, all that you can be is yourself. All that you can do is write the music that you want to write. And you know what? If someone calls us a deathcore band because we have two uh, breakdowns yeah, on down. our record, hey, then cool. who can't, I then, couldn't care less. That's what I thought. I'm like, let's go deathcore. I'm I know. I was like, sick. Right. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's definitely amplified now because of how many internet comments there are. Oh, totally. So, mm-hmm. I think that's something that Chaney and myself have kind of had to deal with more so than in the past, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. as you kind of grow, you're going to see more and more weird commenters. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's something for me that I still struggle with. Yeah. Seeing comments that are just so off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. You're just, you want to like, Smash your phone, jump through the screen. What is wrong with this guy? Or even if I see people commenting on stuff that has nothing to do with me. I know. When I think that they're wrong or out of bounds, I, it, it upsets me. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying harder to not let that kind of stuff get to me. Absolutely. I've even, I've, I've even been trying to just not read comments on any post mm-hmm. because it, it's, it's becoming a habit for me. You see the post of whatever it is. It's a meme. Let me go in there. Yeah. And then it's just, you know, it's a war zone. Like, oh, it's just total mayhem. I don't don't know if it's um, too much of a distraction. Yeah. I think that there are times where you can maybe feel one way about a video or a thing, and then you go and read the comments, and then they can almost sway your opinion. Yeah. So I don't. I don't want my opinion to be swayed by what, by what the peanut gallery. Yeah. Like I just want to form my own opinion based on the information that I am given rather than hearing other people's opinions and then letting that affect the way that I think about something. Definitely. So. But do you find uh, yourself kind of how I'm feeling with the commenting? Oh yeah. I'm just. So sick of comments. Well, the other thing. uh, I need a comment shower. The other thing is I'm pretty convinced that when you go and read comments, a lot of negative comments are pushed to the top. Uh, Maybe not on YouTube. I I think YouTube, you know, the most liked comments are at the top of YouTube. But on Instagram, I noticed that a lot. I'll go to an Instagram post and click on it. And it's like negative comments will be at the top. So it looks like there's an incredible amount of negative comments but if you scroll down a bit you see a lot of positive comments so I don't know if it's just a conspiracy I've made up in my head but I do think that because of the state of the world today where negativity does breed does uh garner more reaction 
than positivity does. I'm wondering if the negative is getting pushed to the top of comment sections just to uh, get more people to comment about that. Because that is the harsh reality. People comment more. People uh, click like more if you say something negative on the internet than if you say something positive. And I hate that. Because I don't like being negative on the internet. I don't like... So we got to flip it. We got to be... Negatively positive. Negatively positive. There we go. I are. hate that everyone's so <laughs> negative all the time. Yeah. There we go. We just found it out. <laughs> yeah. But, but. I, I think eventually over time, this is just one of my seeing into the future things, mm-hmm. that with AI, it'll be able to read all the comments and maybe we could start not prioritizing the top negative comment of the post. Yeah. Because it's pretty, it's pretty, I think, I feel like it is discouraging for people, you know? Yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time. Some people just literally can't make it in a band because they don't want to deal with being ridiculed all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. You know? And like for you, like the amount of just bizarre ridicule that you get is way more than, than me. Well, the see, I've always I've always known this about vocals. Vocals, if they m- make their way into mainstream, which sometimes yeah. my videos do get people who have never heard of metal in their entire lives, it's seriously polarizing, and it can yeah. look like something crazy when you if you've never experienced it before. I can't even put myself in those shoes, so I understand why it gets you know, why those type of people will yeah. come and comment on it. But honestly, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then I weird don't. dudes go on there and just say stuff, I think, just to try to get a rise oh, yeah. out of people. For sure. And it's just, oh, it's just annoying, man. Yeah. People are people. Yeah. I'm saying one strike, you're out. You come on there with some bullshit. <laughs> blocked. Just blocked forever. You know what always what cracks me up, though, is when... Uh, there will be like one person who comments uh, something negative and then they'll like come back a day later and comment something else and then the next day something else. It's like I'm beginning to think that you actually really like yeah, me. You're That's weirdly not obsessed. something I would do to someone who I don't like. So Definitely weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. So yeah, that's, that's, I would say that is an aspect that we're all still trying to navigate through. Mm-hmm. And I think... Anyone, not just people in bands, we need to figure out how to do that. Yeah. You know, what? It's a new thing still. We have only had Instagram for what? Eight years or something? Something. I mean, we're still pretty much in the wild west of all of this yeah. internet stuff. I know. So. I personally, though, I guess I'm uh, optimistic. I think it will correct itself somehow. Good. Yeah. Let's hope for the best on that one. I am hoping for the best on that one. All right. You want to get into some questions <laughs> this week? Yeah, we... yeah, I guess we haven't taken any questions in a while. We have been recapping tours. That's something that we did. Oh, yeah, we did that last week. I guess we should probably soon talk about the revocation tour, which, an, an unearth tour, which yeah. was awesome. That tour, I might have said it on the podcast before, but that tour, like a lot of tours are really professional in the way that, like, you got to be somewhere at a time. Yeah. You might not make, like, best friends with everyone on the tour. It's like a working, it's a professional working yeah, environment. Yeah. That tour really reminded me of when I was a kid, getting into touring, going on tour with a bunch of, like, awesome people, and just having the time of my life with yeah. a bunch of my friends. Just and a homie tour, man. It was just a Rode pure out. homie tour, and it was so fun. So we'll talk about it. On one of these podcasts, not this week. Though. Certainly will. Oh, and last night, before we get into questions, we got to go and see Nico, our friend Nico Santora, play with Darkest Hour and right. Exodus and Undeath. He didn't play with all of them. We also saw <laughs> Exodus and Undeath and Fit for an band. Autopsy. Yeah. That's and why we're tired. We forgot to that's mention why that's why we were tired today. We stayed out. And, and we drank three beers. We did have three beers What's up with beer being the worst hangover took of, it out of my me. life? Yeah, took it out of me. So I've been back. Party Boy has been released from the cage. <laughs> and uh, although I have not had more than three drinks in a night. There you go, man. And three, I'm a lightweight. Three is like, whoa, man, I need to go lay down. Yeah, sober and up. It, yeah, it's cr- 
<laughs> Go get some food. Seriously. Yeah. Beer, for some reason, I don't know if everyone else is affected like this, but I can drink three vodka sodas and be just chilling. Yeah. Three beers, it's lights out. Yeah. So I had three. Uh, wait, even last night, I think I, I think I had two. I had two beers last night. Yeah. Yeah. You did. But you know what's hella fun is just having a beer having and a beer, watching man. a fucking it's metal show, dude. Hard God. to beat. It's hard to beat, man. God, I love it's it. It's hard to beat that. I think Seriously. I think we're gonna go see uh, Skeletal Remains on Thursday as well. Yeah. So if you guys are in Nashville, go support the fucking scene, man. Oh, speaking of supporting the scene, we should shout out uh, Amber's show that she's promoting. What uh, the Gorod show? No, the uh, the Invictus. Am I way off here? You're way off. That's the name of the company that she has works yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Okay. What show? The one that was in. Uh, Chattanooga. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, filth! Somebody filth? showed, yeah, somebody showed us a flyer last night, and we we're like, "Oh, Amber's affiliated with that." Amber, so, is that your show, the Filth Show? Yeah. Okay, Let could be way know. off. Anyway, we'll drop it in the comments. We we think there's a, in a, a Tennessee a Strong Lobster affiliation there. Maybe <laughs> not Tennessee Strong. You guys should check out uh, Amber's page and all of the shows that she has a hand in. Also, Lizzie has a hand in a lot of shows. We are potential platinum lobsters. What we're those are about. two. Those are two. I'm. I'm gonna go ahead and say those are <laughs> plops. <laughs> Doesn't sound good. Okay, yeah, Amber like that. is. That is her show on Saturday with there we Phil. Go, dude. You know, last night All when right. Naveen and I were three drinks there in, we, we go. were hey, flirting with driving to that show. Chani, when I said that <laughs> and you looked at me like with a blank look, I was thinking I'm so off here. <laughs> like I just blew it hard. Filth is sick, man. Filth is sick. Yeah, so that would yeah, be... Yeah, so Amber and Lizzie are promoting Gorod in Knoxville. Okay. Which would go long drive. They're playing here the next night, so... We'll be there. And I think that our friend Kayla is actually promoting the show here, so... We'll be there. And that's with Wormhole. Yeah. Uh, we did, love those guys. Did, yeah. We should... Um, maybe on the Discord, people could post shows. Even yeah. though it's, we're all over the country... In the world. Yeah, why don't you guys start doing that? Just post shows, why not? Also, we put a new channel in there last week because we want you guys to share your bands, your projects, whatever you're playing on, put them in there, and we are going to play some in post shows. Hell yeah. Naveen keeps telling me I shouldn't cross my... I, I think arms. it makes you look like you don't want to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's just how I look, dude. It's resting arm face. Like, yeah, what's up with this guy here? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into some questions. <laughs> Hold. Shut the front door. On cover grab. Oh, we hung out with the guy who made this rap. That's true, we did. We did. Crab. Uh, all right, one second. One second. Dude. Yeah, actually, the guy who made this, this sample is from an episode. Yeah, Chance. Yeah, it was, uh, we had some beatboxing. Chaney was rapping a little bit. That was a oh. good episode. Okay, so this question is for me, so I guess I'm going to ask myself a question <clears throat> really quick. Atrocious said, question for Chaney, how did the Cannibal Corpse song with Nick come about? What was it like working with him? So the way that that song came about is, I'm assuming that Nick, you know, Nick and I know each other. He, I've been on his Twitch channel. You might want to, uh, this is Nick Nocturnal. Nick Nocturnal. For those of you who don't know. So Nick and I know each other. I've been on his Twitch stream. He's an awesome dude. He promotes the music scene. He's really killing it, helping to get bands out there. So anyway, Nick does this like how-to in 30 seconds. So, so he did a how-to cannibal in 30 seconds. Well, around the same time that he did that, right before I did that, I uh, played a benefit show with Rob Barrett from Cannibal, and I sang two Cannibal songs, and I did a cover of Killer Become that I put up on my, like, on my Instagram. And I'm assuming that Nick saw that, and just basically one day I got an email from Nick asking if I would like to to put vocals over his How To Cannibal song in 30 seconds. So the funny part is that it was the week before we left for the Unearth and Revocation tour. And we were literally at like finishing our EP and I had no time yeah. essentially. 
But I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. You got to say yes to opportunities when they come up. So Nick emailed me. He asked me to put lyrics and vocals and try to do my best like cannibal thing. So I feel like I pulled from, you know, both cannibal vocalists uh, and did that. Yeah. So we it, it was a really it easy I process. Think we did it one night after tracking the EP. Yeah, we did. We did. We just banged it out yeah. in a and night. I was like, oh, man. I, you know, I made a song about <laughs> zombies. It was cool because I don't write lyrics like that. So it was cool to kind of do a song that's totally not even yeah. something that I would do. Lyrically. That's what I think is actually fun about getting not necessarily hired to do something, but just doing a project that's out of sight of what you normally do. Yeah. You can just do whatever you want. Totally. And you can sort of experiment with stuff that you wouldn't do. Because you you know you, after a while you kind of develop this idea of what I do. You know I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't make a song song about zombies. Right. So it's fun to just kind of play a character. Oh yeah, I mean it's the same in the pre-show we were talking about the Christmas song that we made for your mom's house. Yeah, it's like that's something that's so out of my wheelhouse. We would never do that. Uh, but someone asked us to do it. We did it. Yeah. You say yes when opportunities come up. And time. because of that, it's like there are parts of me that were expanded because of doing that. So I think when you take on stuff like that, it always has, um, at least for me, it, it always is a positive thing because I learned something. That's why, you know, if I take on a guest vocal project, I inevitably learn something from it. Yeah, every time. So it's cool to do that kind of stuff. And it was a really easy process. Nick is so easy to work with. It was literally just a couple of emails back and forth. And yeah. Oddly boom. enough, though, that one was harder for us to get done than normal songs. Yeah. Remember we were when we were doing the video? It was like it took... Oh, the video, Usually Cheney yeah. just does the videos in literally one try. Mm -hmm. Just, all right, let's go. Boom, does it, we're done. But this one, I think just because you didn't have the muscle memory of actually performing the song. Yeah, totally. And knowing the lyrics. Right. Usually you do a video after we get done with playing it on tour, something like that. It's your song that you've been playing for a while. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so this one, it, it, it took us a while. It was like, it was work. It was work. Yeah, it was work. And I remember being, I was just so stressed out because I was still like, work, you know, finishing the lyrics and the patterns yeah. on on our EP. So it was a, uh, but it all came together. It all worked out as most things do. You know, it's funny when I'm in a situation like that, I'll sit and think to myself, okay, a week from now, it's all going to be over. Yeah. I'm going to be out of it. We'll be good. I just got to get through this <laughs> week and get this stuff done. And then. Yeah. And I'm I also think, wow, this is such a cool blessing to be loaded up with music stuff to work on. Absolutely. That's it's I the love. coolest thing that's ever that's happened. What I love doing. Yep. yep. So sometimes, uh, the things you wish for can become a curse. That's true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love doing all of that stuff. So here's a question for Naveen. All right. What? Okay. This is from Pirate's Leaf. Uh, hold on. Uh, what's the songwriting process like? Do you start with a riff or a beat and then workshop it from there? Do you just mess around on guitar until you find something you like? Music theory? Thanks for everything. Love the podcast. <clears throat> all right. Okay, so all the songs start with guitar, um, not drums, which I guess is surprising to certain people. But uh, well, I don't know if people know how long you've been a guitar player. Yeah, like I've they had, might think that right. it's something that you just picked up randomly because we needed a guitar player or something, right. which is not the case. Yeah, no, not the case at all. Um, we knew what we were doing when we decided that Naveen would just be the guitar player. Yeah. I, I've always written music. Um, I wrote a lot of music for my old band, Animosity, and I wrote all of the Flesh Rod album. You also wrote that Animals song. What's the name of that song? Um, ding, ding. I don't know. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, I didn't really write that song. I, I would help write riffs for Animals. Yeah, there yeah, is a track yeah. on Weightless. I'm pretty sure that's like mostly. I, I helped Maybe write not. it for Maybe sure. Not. I helped write it. For sure. But yeah, I You've always... You've written a faceless riff? I've written a couple faceless riffs. I've yeah. uh, Pretty much every band that I've ever had anything to do with, I will inevitably start writing music for that band. And then it's no different with us. I wrote a lot of the early music 
and um, have always done so. And basically in 2020, Chani and I just kind of, it was just her and I in the band. We parted ways with our other people that were there. And we were like, you know what? Let's just keep it just us, you know, Mm -hmm. see what happens. I can just play guitar. And then Evan was still up for recording on recording bass on uh, the albums and stuff. So uh, that's how it kind of wound up. And we started to like it. True. Yeah. And, you know, it's (laughs) just, it's become an incredibly streamlined process for us. It's so easy. It's just insane. And I think that sometimes... um, It's the only, sorry to cut you off, but it's the only way that we were able to release an e- an album and make an EP in the same year. 100% and we're going to put we're going to track an album next year. Yep. We're already talking about that. So, so it's like it's just not possible to do that with a bunch of other people. Yeah, I also think that there's something to be said for having sometimes too many cooks in the kitchen, the kitchen. That's true. And I've always thought that. I think that it's very much streamlined our band and our process and uh I think that because of that we're writing better music as a result. So, but what I will say is that even before this, you wrote most of our songs. Definitely. I always oversaw everything. 100%. But to answer his question more specifically, I start on guitar and yeah, I'll be, I will, I have my own way, I guess you could say of incorporating music theory. Um, I will be inspired by a certain scale or something that I learned and kind of just move from there. I always do try to figure out what each part is doing uh, melodically so I can put layers on it and that sort of thing. But I don't, I don't stick to a rigid, oh, this has to be in a certain key the entire song because I don't want to be too diatonic, too stuck in one scale. Yeah. The whole entire time. But honestly, with so that was what I'm explaining is time will take us all and everything up to that. And on the new songs, um, well, hold on. I should say, I should put a note in there that, yeah, I, I, I do that. And then I'm, all, I'm also kind of thinking of what the vibe for the song I want to be. Mm-hmm. So for time, for like absolute zero. The first song on Time Will Take Us All, I was basically just saying, I'm going to write a crazy progressive death metal song. That was kind of my idea. Something that Fleshrot might use, you know, my solar project. Just see what that sounds like. Mm-hmm. And then um, moving from there, it kind of just, it, it just naturally started to morph into this other song, which was in Purgatory. And I just kept going with that flow until I got to 20 minutes. And... I was thinking, wow, this could be a cool EP, maybe. Yeah, we weren't we weren't totally yeah. sure what we were going to do with the beginning of time. We'll take us yeah. all when it was written musically because we did. So we have a single that we put out in 2020 called "Remember You Are Dust," and the first half of time will take us all was all written before that it song. Was. Mm-hmm. So that's you know, and Naveen wrote that all while there was still there were still other people in our band when you wrote that. Yeah. So and we were thinking, oh, this is really cool. What are we going to do with this? It was just kind of free form, in mm-hmm. a way. Just seeing where it, it started with absolute zero and then just seeing what it morphed into and kind of keeping some themes around. Um, and so it was really fun. I was I didn't have a strict game plan. I, it kind of just wrote itself in a way. Yeah. And then after we wrote that and after we went on tour and played those songs a bunch, I, I was thinking what would really be cool in our set would would be some songs that were just a little more meat and potatoes. Yeah, like singles. Yeah, singles. Singles, singles if mm-hmm. you will, because it's it's not a single type experience. No, the, the album. There and are singles on it. Like definitely. 100%. I am the void is without a doubt a single. Yep. I hundred percent. I would say absolute zero without a doubt a single. Not. It's not focused on being. Yep singles though we wrote it it was a concept album so those from two were inception. kind of the singles so absolute zero is like the single on the on the side a we call it and then 
I Am the Void was the single on side B. Yeah. And then we kind of just from there morphed and saw, saw where it went. Totally. Even Sinking Sun, like I feel like Sinking Sun is probably uh, a lot of, it's a lot of people's favorite song on the album. And totally. Sinking Sun, we didn't even know if it was going to be one full song. We were thinking about splitting it in half yeah, because I mean, it was such a long fucking yeah. song. The idea of what are the songs, I mean, we had to just sort of almost arbitrarily decide Oh, that seems. That like was a good, arbitrary. Yeah, it was good like good place to end right there. Exactly. I guess, we know? the it was written as two parts. Two songs. It was yeah, not. It was written as yeah. two songs, and then after the fact. Yeah. And the reason that we wrote it as two songs, which is kind of funny, but was kind of smart on our part, was because only a certain amount of a uh, song or only a certain amount of music can make it onto each side of a vinyl. Yeah. So we were being very specific about what we could fit on each side of the vo- of a record. Yep. So that is why it was written as two songs because we're obsessed another record that does this Soul Niger Within. Yep. We're obsessed with that record. We took some inspiration from that and we were like, okay, we're going to fit this perfectly. So if you have our if you have time, we'll take us all on vinyl. You're actually getting a different listening experience because the first side ends perfectly. Instead of yeah, instead of flowing into the next side, we made it actually end. Mm-hmm. It ro- it rolls out that that kind of a uh, spooky interlude. Yeah, totally has an ending to it. Yes, and yeah, so it was really meant to be a vinyl. It's side A and side B. Yep, and a, a full listening experience. We wanted it. Yeah. It was. Written with full intention to be listened to from front to back. Of course, when you're on a label, uh, when the world is single focused, you got to put out some, you got to put out some singles. Right. So exactly. I mean, that was a cool experimental project Mm -hmm. really for us both. And it went great. We loved it. Yeah. Playing the songs live. I started to think, hmm, it could be cool to have a couple more bangers. Yep. Some slammers in there. And so then I kind of had that in mind and I made some more sort of boiled down versions of what I think is the essence of the band in some more, they're not less, they're, they're more simple. The structures are more simple, but there's still obviously crazy guitar solos and the drums are insane and the vocals are, I mean, the vocals are really crazy. So I I think the idea was to kind of, Get it a little more streamlined and condensed songwriting wise, and then let the layers be really cool. Yes. Yes. So we, the EP is very much us focused on writing songs and getting the pitch, which was awesome. It was so rad to do something in that way because we haven't necessarily ever thought about anything we wrote in that way before. Yeah. Like we went in and we had we we had full intentions from the minute we started writing those songs to make them into singles. Yeah. So so it's a to- basically the opposite of time will take us on. Yeah. And we are a live band. We play hundreds of shows. So that just is going to come up when oh, totally. you know writing music in your bedroom and then you go play it live you kind of start to see it it, it gives you some feedback. Absolutely. And it's going to inform how you make music in the future. Now, obviously, you run the risk risk of making the music too live-friendly, and then it can come off as sort of contrived. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If there's parts that are, you know, just just obviously it's a little too much for that. But so I think we were trying to straddle the line of, let's make something that would be really cool to play live and would complement the more deep techie stuff totally yes there is still there's one song that's pretty deep techie in particular i mean there's you know we always have those elements of our sound but there is one song specifically it's the second single we're putting out that i would would say is the techier song of the the record yeah yeah yeah, absolutely but uh but yeah other people might hear it and just be like oh that just sounds like nds and not think any of this uh, think anything of it totally i don't know i maybe we're overthinking it but, but that's what we're that's what was going through my mind when I wrote it. But I will say that that is something that keeps the gears turning for the two of us. Like we both like to like throw something new. Like yeah. let's go for this on this one. Let's find a way to get all of the the tracks to like string together and be this huge 
listening, cinematic listening experience. Let's now try to write singles. I'm sure in the next, you know, I don't know, eight months that we'll be writing a new record that we're going to come up with some, some cool stuff to try to do then. But both of us really enjoy challenging ourselves. Like, and that's one of the cool parts of just continuing to make music is to challenge ourselves into to writing new things. And I think it's one thing that keeps us from writing the same song over and over yeah. and from feeling stale about the project. And that is, to me, one of the coolest parts about us being in a band together is that we both really understand where the other person is coming from musically. Like, Naveen gets the stuff that I listen to. I get the stuff that you listen to. We do not listen to the same music yeah. at all. No, we don't. Like we don't like the same music. <laughs> uh, there's some, there are places, there are some, not, yeah. not at all. I mean, you know, we both love air. We both love a lot of metal bands, but there's specific areas of music that we just don't yeah. listen to the same thing. And, but we both understand what the other person listens to. And I think that we are, uh, coming further and further in learning how to bring it all together yeah. into one cohesive piece. Sort of complement each other's uh, influences. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, okay, so, yeah. Salva says, are there any genres outside of metal you would ever be interested in exploring or incorporating into your material? Love you guys. Naveen? Um, not really. I, mean, uh, I definitely think that we do. So for me personally, having listening to bands that have, it could be anything mm-hmm. and they have sort of cooler, unique melody. That's what I always gravitate towards. So air, air is a big one that Cheney and I love a lot. And I think, I think that like on time will take us all in particular the album. There are parts that sound like air. Oh, 100%. And they, and, they, and we kind of mimic, their sort of moody chord progression. Their sense of melody. And so that's my whole thing. Anything I listen to, I try to draw some inspiration from it and then turn it into metal. Exactly. I think that's really where we, like, I would say most of what I listen to on a daily basis is not, like, purely metal. But my goal is to take my influences and make them into metal or rock you bring them into the genre yeah. not not move to that genre because that's what exactly. I'm feeling that that day. Yeah. Like we're always going to be a primarily a metal band. Yeah. We have metal tracks, but it's it is something that we do constantly to take our things that inf- our influences and bring them over here. <laughs> like Navina saying Air. If you guys haven't heard Air, in my opinion, <laughs> the two members of Air and air as a band they both have solo projects they are writing the most interesting melodic music in the world and they to me and they have been for the past 30 years and it's really really simple it's like it's very simple very simple subdued shoegaze is that what you would call it i mean i would call it almost like art pop yeah and it's very uh it's music that you would put into movies. It's very like, uh, what's yeah. the word I'm looking cinematic. for? Cinematic. Yeah, it's cinematic, but it's like, uh, it's it's score. It's yeah. score. It's music that you would use to score a movie, yeah. which they have scored movies, and they're perfect at that. So, but the melodies are so haunting, and it's it's like they have a way of being super uh, melancholic, but like uplifting in a way. Uh, but air is like, you guys got to listen to air. You should listen to moon safari, listen to, uh, talkie walkie, listen to good must listen pocket symphony, every air album love to, I love, I love every air album. So the virgin suicides, but uh, actually, so on the EP, I've been listening to a lot of Indian music and I discovered looking into classical Indian music, they have a totally, totally different way of looking at music theory and, and scales that they will use. They're um, odd, I guess you could say, for the Western ear. They'll have scales that have like three half steps in a row. So that's kind of, we would think of that as um, dissonant. But so in learning some of these scales, some of them were really cool. And honestly, I wrote two of the songs on the new album 
are the whole entire songs are written with these Indian scales. Mm-hmm. One scale each song. And I just used the one scale for the whole entire song. But, and I don't think anybody would listen to it and say, oh, that sounds Indian. Oh, I, you know, you I would, mean, I listen to it. I wouldn't yeah, even say that. You would at all. never know. But I just was inspired by that and kind of working around that scale kind of just came up with my own thing. Yeah. And uh, so I think it, it, is, it is cool to expand to other types of music, but I want to do it in a way where people don't know. It's covert. Yeah, it's like I'm not sleek. throwing in, now we're doing a token Indian music right, part. Right, right. I'm incorporating it in my own way, and it's inspiring me to make a song, but you don't know it. You think it sounds like a death metal song. Absolutely. To me, doing all of this stuff is what keeps um, writing music interesting. Yeah. If you ever grow stagnant in what you're doing, if you're bored with what you're doing, give yourself a goal. I uh, want or to... A new, yeah, a challenge. Or a new challenge. Yeah. I want to try to incorporate this weird Indian scale into songs and see if I can do it like in a sleek way. Exactly. That type of stuff will keep you invigorated to write music you always like everyone's gonna have to find inspiration somewhere read a a new book get read new poetry to get lyrical concepts you know uh just try to find things in the world around you that inspire you and bring them back into the art that you are doing because it keeps everything fresh yeah and, and one of my musical heroes frank zappa someone actually gave us this or did you order this? No, I bought that one, yeah. Okay, so Chaney ordered this Frank Zappa Funko. <laughs> I don't really know anything about these things, by the way. They're just here because people give them to us. And Well, Mosh Pit cool Rob. Frank. Shout out Mosh Pit Rob from Florida. So he... Yeah, he's been giving us some, and they're awesome. We got a Rob Zombie one. Really I have a cool. Britney Spears one that's in our trailer, too. I think I have two Britney Spears ones, but he... he I want a Chaney one those. over here. Yeah, we need a cha- we need a so Naveen cool. one. Yeah, we need a Chaney and a Naveen one. Can you get your one. own ones, man? Yes, you can. Really? Yes. Oh, we got to do that. Yeah, and they're really cheap, actually. Really? That's yeah, like thirty bucks. Yeah. Okay, well, we have to do that. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, Frank Zappa is one of my musical heroes, and he there's actually a quote of him. It's you can probably look it up on YouTube. He's saying he's saying exactly what I'm saying. I I I got this idea from him. He said, I I could be playing Hawaiian music but I'm doing it with rock guitar and drums and everyone just thinks that we're playing rock. Totally. And so that's for me, that was like, I'm doing that, you know, mind blowing. There you go. All right. Uh, this is from Zetra Zeph. Did Naveen record guitars and bass on time? will take us all. Yeah. So I guess in closing to what we just said, that kind of tags onto it. I did record the guitars on Time Will Take Us All. And at the time, we had no guitar players. Nope. So we just thought, why don't I just do it and kind of just see what happens? And luckily, we have got some great live guitar players. Brian James. And Rob Brown. And Rob Brown, our boys. And uh, But yeah, at the time, we were kind of just... Let's make an album and just see what happens. Yeah. And Evan, our bass player, for, who's always been with us, uh, and he played on the new album, the new EP. Yeah, as well. Evan's on the so new EP. He can't tour, but at least he can still play on the albums. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the relationship with Evan goes way far back, so it's a little different. It's not. People will ask us why we don't have a a live bass player a lot, and it's like. The relationship with Evan is deep and we really like having Evan play on our material and uh, it's not as simple as just replacing someone, you know? Yeah, so. 100%. Big shoes to follow, to, to fill there, I guess you could say. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. So, uh, let's see, there are some more questions. Uh, what's Copper and Crab? This is Greco. What's Copper and Crab's top three metal albums of 2023? I don't know yet. I was actually thinking of getting my list together. Well, let's do that for an episode. We'll do that. It for that an episode. deserves its own episode. Yeah. I mean, I can think of three off the top of my head that I will probably name. But we all know yeah. what my favorite album next year is going to be. It's the new Chelsea Wolf looking like. So Jay's Louise. Yep. Those three Chelsea Wolf songs that have come out are amazing. Yep. All right. Well, uh, you want to kick it over to the post show? Yeah, let's kick it over to the post show. If you guys have any more questions, we answer them every week. We're here every week on Tuesday, 7 p.m. We post the podcast on YouTube, on Spotify. You can listen to it everywhere. Throw questions in the Discord. 
Much love, you guys. Hell yeah. We'll Have see you guys over week. on the post show. Peace. Bring, bring, bring.